Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ren with Dance With My Demons podcast. Are you looking to start a podcast? Then let Buzzsprout be the way. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show could be online and listed on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many more, just within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. With Buzzsprout, you can create something great together. Follow the link in the show notes, which lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. Buzzsprout will send you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it's sent after a second paid invoice, and it helps support our show as well. Buzzsprout, the best way to create a great and professional podcast. Later. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Dance of My Demons podcast. This is season three, episode two. In this episode, I've entitled it, Who Am I and Who Are You? So let's talk about who we are as human beings in the world we live in, um, living with mental illness or not, or dealing with the pressures of life and how we fit in, you know, from a young child to an adult, you know, where is our place in this world and how do we cope and manage it? First, far back as I can remember, you know, being a young child, I guess I've always been somewhat introverted, even from a very early start. And I think maybe a small part of that had to be that I am one of four children, being the youngest, and my siblings being much older than I, um, there's a pretty decent age span between you know, between us. So I spent a lot of time alone as a child. I spent a lot of time with my mom and at one point my grandfather too. Um, so I think right off the bat, um, I, I just remember spending a lot of time on my own, in my own head, in my own fantasy world. Um, you know, growing up, you know, here I am 52 and growing up in the 70s, and 80s um, in my youth, you know, spending a lot of time alone for the most part. Um, very early on, we moved a little bit, so it made it a little tough to get, you know, situated and make friends. Um, but it was, I just remember being young and spending a lot of time alone and a lot of time in my head, my own fantasy worlds, creating these these worlds of um, 
you know, science fiction and things of that nature and things that I would play with and things that I would watch, um, you know, growing up. And I think that started probably the pattern of me spending a lot of time alone. But the thing was, I, I didn't really have much of a problem with it. I, I always seemed to enjoy it. It always seemed um, for me, and even to this day, I, I just always just was good in my own world, doing my own thing, undisturbed, um, you know, creating new worlds and new fantasies and new things in my life and enjoying them, you know, as a young kid and young man, and, you know, now as an adult. Um, but as I started to get older and, you know, you, you know, you're in school, especially more so um, in, you know, middle school and you're, you know, headed towards high school, you try to find how do you fit in? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there's a lot going on in today's society um, with people in general, not just, you know, kids, but also adults. You know, there's a lot with social media and a lot of what we see being very visual and what we read and especially social media, we're all trying to fit in in a certain way. We're all trying to find our place. And I guess my point is, it's no different now than it was then. The only difference now is that there's more of an outlet or there's more exposure to speech, or I guess, you know, with social media, there's this instant access to people and to culture and to different things. Whereas where we were growing up when we were younger in the 70s and 80s, we didn't have that, you know, the way you made friends and the way you fit in or the way you was by immediate, you know, by being there, you know, and physically having to speak, communicate with people and make friends and, you know, get involved. Whereas now you can do it from the palm of your hand, whether it be computer, cell phone, tablet, whatever it may be. That's probably the biggest disconnect from then to now is how we did it. But it's still all the same in regards to we're trying to fit in. And in a world where social anxieties, depression, cyberbullying, um, gender identity, political climate, social climate, there's just so much going on and how we try to fit in. I remember being a kid, every, I think every kid goes through that, but I think at the time you think you're the only one. And I just remember being a very awkward kid. I wasn't, you know, a good speaker. I was very uncomfortable. I was kind of shy. Um, but then I, I guess the way, I guess the early stages of my way of kind of trying to fit in was sports. It started for me with playing, you know, little league baseball. Um, that was my first, it was a conscious choice. Yes, I did enjoy playing baseball, but it was also a conscious choice I made to want to do something to help me fit in. And so I, I guess to myself to feel less awkward when I was growing up. To some extent it did work. And another extent it didn't because it was something I was forcing, I guess to an extent to do to 
like force relationships or force the idea of fitting in when completely I don't think that's who I completely was um, you know there were other aspects of me that enjoyed different things but that was my introduction that was my way to want to fit in with other people and I guess not be made fun of or not be looked at as a weirdo or a freak or whatever that was my introduction but ultimately I ended up I guess embracing that you know what you want to call being a freak or whatever you want to call or outcast or whatever I ended up embracing it I guess to an extent and with a weird way of doing it I was kind of to some extent I was kind of two people growing up I was this kid that loved playing sports and was loved being cheered and and patted on the back by my friends you know when we did well and there was also this other part of me that found um, a real connection and a real love and passion with music and in books and in video games and in comics and in movies and just things of that nature but I just remember music having the biggest impact on my life and it still does to this day it's still very much a big part of my life and to some extent I guess internally uh, music is my best friend um, because music is always there it never lets you down and you can pick and choose what you want to listen to to suit your mood so it's almost like the ultimate best friend you know you want something that's going to make you feel good you put something on that makes you feel good if you want something that you know you want to think about or be introspective you pick music of that nature and that's the beauty of music and art and books you can lose yourself in all that in that fantasy and in art and music and books and everything you you always fit in because you always find something that you can relate to or that you you know can want to be you know it kind of inspires you in a lot of ways um, it's definitely was a great outlet for me and still is to this day there's not a day that goes by that music doesn't get played I mean point blank the music is being played in the background right now it's because there's always music going on in my life even when the outside world can be really crazy and tough and kind of you know all over the place music's the one thing the one constant in my life that kind of is the glue that keeps everything together it makes me feel good it, it, it's there when I'm sad it's there when I'm happy it's there when I need something to kind of give me that little push um, to get me through my day those were different ways that I coped or managed being different I guess or wanting to fit in I remember being in high school I literally probably kid you not first grade to probably eighth grade they were definitely the awkward years you know you, you look awkward you're changing your voice is changing and you know your pimples and 
all that crazy stuff is happening to you your hair is not cool enough your clothes aren't cool enough and you got all this stuff and you're trying to get through it and not be made fun of or bullied or hassled or anything because they're always for every guy that's trying or person I should say trying to fit in there's always that other person that seems to have it all together but they are very intent on being a pain in your ass through your childhood I swear there was always that one person um, but what I've come to realize is that now as time has gone by and knowing those people now out of school those people that I thought that had it all together really didn't have it together they were struggling themselves but that was their way of dealing and coping was kind of like hiding it by being that bully I guess pushing the attention away from them of being feeling awkward or whatever and putting it onto somebody else it made I guess made them it made it easier for them to feel weird because um, they took the image away from them and put it on somebody else yeah that's what I've come to learn um, it was tough high school when high school started I made a conscious choice I changed high schools um, I went to a vocational high school which allowed me even though I lived in the same town I grew up in I had the ability to change schools and basically I looked at it as a fresh start where new people and I it's almost like I was getting a, a, a do-over in a lot of ways and I changed my image and how I looked and this is the 80s mind you where I became somewhat of a metalhead I guess you know long hair listening to heavy metal and I portrayed that image and that was part of who I was but on the flip side I was still somebody who was an, an athlete who still loved to play sports and in my weird high school life I did both um, I think I I was always struggling throughout that time to find my place because even though I enjoyed both things they were both images there were both things about me that I was being to still try to fit in and it's, it's weird you know it's weird and I think as an adult it's different and the way you look at things and find things is very different how you try to fit in you know and I find myself now that I'm no longer and I guess in that bubble of school I still find myself um, trying to fit in but in different ways now it's because I'm living and managing bipolar and there's a part of me where the world knows and there's still this other part of me that the world doesn't know so I'm still trying to fit in I guess you would say and that can add a lot of pressure it could also add a lot of anxiety um, I'm still somebody who's still very introverted but I find myself at times being extroverted out of necessity to to still want to fit in in certain situations and almost like to please other people and yourself so you don't come off as completely a freak for wanting to be alone all the time you put yourself in situations to be more extroverted and try to be more of the life of the party and have a little more fun and be put yourself out there more to try and fit in I find it now as an adult it's a little tougher 
to handle because I expend a lot of energy having to do things like that, especially things of being extroverted and, you know, being lively and putting myself out there. It takes a lot of energy out out of me. And, you know, I'm somebody, you know, who's been living with being bipolar for a good, you know, 12, 13 years now where routine and schedule and habit and things that are stable are very important to me. They are how I manage my life. So, you know, it's tough to juggle. So I can only imagine for, you know, the people in today's world trying to fit in. And you now in today's society, you have social media, you have, you know, streaming, you have YouTube, you have TikTok, you have everything that you could possibly can at the palm of your fingers and everybody seems to be trying to fit in you know you you see all these kids and even adults and young old doesn't make a difference it seems like everybody's doing a tiktok now just to try to fit in to get attention and you know it's it's literally their way of trying to find their place in this world still now it seems to be a little more heightened because of that access to social media, that instant gratification you get, everybody's, you know, it's literally like addicted to the like or the subscribe. Everybody wants that like, you know, everybody wants to, uh, that instant gratification of being told that they're cool or, you know, whatever it may be. So you could see not a whole lot has really changed from now till then. It's just the the things, the technology and the things that we have access to that make it easier, more accessible to how we go about it is different, but it's still the same. The scary part is the overload of the social media and technology. I find that it's become somewhat of an addiction and definitely an epidemic of sorts where people are so fixated on their phones and their their phone apps and their phone games and their TikToks and their Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters and Snapchat, everything. Everybody is kind of stuck on it now. And, you know, it's almost like it's like you're fixated on wanting to see what's happening on, on TikTok. Oh my God, like what's going on? What am I missing? You know, how am I going to get attention? You know, how many likes did I get? Should I post this? Or who's posting that? Or what's going on? It's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, it's pretty outrageous. It's pretty, it's a lot. And I don't know, don't know how, you know, people are managing all this. Because I, you know, you hear a lot about in the news how mental health is, you know, really an issue. And I can see why anxiety, you know, has got to be through the roof. Depression has got to be through the roof. You've got, you know, cyberbullying. You've got, you know, this need to want to fit in. You've got this idea of what you think you should look like by what other people are doing. You got people wanting to be instantly famous and rich by doing these videos or TikToks and stuff. You have all these different pressures going on 
But the truth is they're self-inflicted. They're not anything new. They're just... Yeah, it's pretty crazy because a lot of what's happening, it's, you know, they're doing it to themselves. These are choices that we're making ourselves. We're allowing these pressures and these things that we use as tools for the exposure or for the attention and for that instant gratification. We're using this, but it's now become a negative. And so how do you cope in today's world when you're kind of doing it to yourself and, you know, these companies who are creating these outlets for you to use, you know, it's more to their benefit because from a financial stance, they're benefiting, but they don't really care how it's affecting, you know, the individuals out there who are using these tools and how it's affecting them and their minds and the anxieties and depression and the self-image issues and the racism and uh, you know just the yeah, issues with with social identity gender identity all of it it's just it's making it more complicated because now having that instant access we have individuals out there who are using it as tools in a negative way as well to bully others they're they're taking their personal feelings and opinions and and forcing it on others through social media and in a negative fashion unfortunately bullying people by the way they look or by the music they listen to or by how they dress or their bag that they have or shoes that they don't have or whatever it may be it's being used all in a negative way and it's actually hurting people now where now you're seeing more issues with mental health with anxiety and depression and ptsd and social anxiety and it, there's just a lot of the negative going on because of these situations you know for me personally i find myself technology is a necessity in this world that we live in today to an extent um it's all in in moderation like anything how you use it and how often you use it and the way you use it. Is social media and technology still a necessity to myself? Yes, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. But at the same time, I've made conscious choices in my life to also detox and disconnect. Um, there's a time and there's an amount of time I would give to social media and to technology. And on the other hand, there's time that I choose to disconnect or do things that are unrelated to social media or technology or electronics such as reading or you know exercise or doing things outdoors hiking or swimming or whatever it may be taking trips doing things to disconnect from the negative and allow myself to decompress and put things back into my life to make it healthy for myself and my mind. Because if you don't and you continue to follow this path, you'll find yourself with more and more health issues and mental health issues and even physical issues, which can, you know, can be detrimental in a lot of different ways. You know, to the youth of today or the young kids of today, how do you manage Probably one of the things that I've learned to manage in regards to um, wanting to fit in or not to fit in is the first thing I did is I took stock in myself 
and know who I am as a person and know that I literally don't care what anybody thinks about me. Um, you know, if you have something negative to say and you feel the need to say it to me, say it to me. Um, I, I will definitely take it with a grain of salt. I won't take it to anything serious and it. I promise you it will have no effect on me because I literally won't give it any more attention than it actually deserves. You just really learn to stop giving a shit. And when you learn to stop giving a shit, you find a strength inside yourself to do what makes you happy inside and out. When you stop caring what other people think about you, you start to feel more of a relief, less pressure, less anxiety, less depression. Because the only person or the only voice that should matter to you is the one you give yourself. You have to tell yourself that you're important. You have to tell yourself that you're worthy. Only you matter to you when you look in that mirror and how you look and how you dress. It should only make you happy, not what those other eyes think or have to say. And for those on social media, because there's, especially in today's society, in today's world, there's always those people out there that are just trolls looking to get their get their shit in and talk crap about other buddy and get other people riled up and just stir things up and just because there are just some people out there that just want to see the world burn you know point blank um, so you really have to you have to within yourself find that confidence believe in yourself but always remember you do it for yourself not for anybody else and that even includes your own family sometimes because sometimes the pressures of parents or siblings or friends that, that can be put on you can be tough and it can be tough to live up to you have to do it for you you have to do what makes you happy you have to dress for what makes you happy you fit in in whatever world you choose to because it's the world that you choose to live in that's going to matter not anybody else's world and anybody else's opinion none of that means anything you know obviously your parents and your loved ones sure you care about what they have to say but ultimately in the end it's your life that you have to live so you have to do what's best for you and what's going to make you happy and not what other people's thoughts and decisions are it's probably the best way to live in you know, I guess in peace, I guess you would say. It's tough. Sometimes if you have a big family, it could be tough to try and your, find your way in there and place. And, you know, how do I stand out? How do I get, you know, the attention I want from mom and dad? And it could be tough. And if you're, you know, in a family where, you know, there might be a family, other family member that requires a little bit more of attention, whether for health reasons or not it can be a little tough to fit in you know regardless of you're the oldest youngest middle it can be very tough if you're you know it's one of those things that you have to find that confidence and love in yourself to be able to get through it i'm going to leave episode two on that note and uh, i'll most likely continue because i have another topic that's going to lead in i'm going to lead into from the ending of this one so i hope this episode has helped somebody out there and I hope to continue to get more listeners and I hope everybody enjoys today's episode. 
So with that being said, stay strong in mind, stay strong in heart, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'll be back with an all-new episode very soon. Until then, you can catch past episodes of Dance With My Demons podcast on anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast on. You can also catch me on Instagram at DanceWithMyDemons69, on Facebook, Dance With My Demons podcast, on X at DWMD podcast 69 And also... If you or somebody you know is going through an emotional or mental crisis, 988 is the National Suicide Lifeline. Keep that in mind. We're all in this together, and everybody needs each other's help. So until then, stay strong in mind, stay strong in heart, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later.